and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those that like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Milmine and this is episode 46, Enabling 101. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday the 12th of May 2015. How are you all? I hope you're all well since the last time I spoke to you. If you are a new listener, hello, welcome in. Come and sit down, we're a friendly bunch and if you're a returning listener, a hearty welcome back. It's great to have you with me again. Today is a bit of a changeable one on the weather front and I am recording uh, upstairs and the rain is battering against the window intermittently. It's going from sort of sunshine to rain and back again, which seems to have been the general weather for about two weeks now. And um, it is a little bit windy as well, so you may pick up some background noise uh, during the show, depending on how uh, ferocious the weather gets. And you may hear the odd bit of jet noise in the background. There are a few of them knocking around today and they are quite noisy and so it will it will get picked up. And uh, you've probably heard it on the show before, to be honest, but just a warning that there are some of them around. Today is a Tuesday and Tuesday will be the day that the podcast continues to operate on from here on in. Just to facilitate a few things that are going to be happening at Shiny Heights over the next few months. And Sunday's just not really the best day for me to put a podcast out anymore in terms of the schedule. So I'm going to move to a Tuesday instead and um, that should make everything a little bit more straightforward uh, when it comes to production. So I'm sorry if you are a Monday morning listener and I cheer you up on your miserable walk to work or your terrible Monday morning commute in the rain and the cold uh, or whatever else. Um, but instead you can get me on a Wednesday morning and then it's nearly halfway through the week. By the time it gets to lunchtime, you're 50% of the way through. I mean, that's got to be good, right? So, um, yeah, it will be, it will be on Tuesdays from here on in. Of course, if you want to be guaranteed that you will never miss an episode, the best option for you is to subscribe and you can do that via iTunes or uh, one of the other uh, podcast streaming apps and you will never miss an episode. So yeah, Tuesdays from now on is quite exciting. Looking forward to that. So how have you all been? Good, I hope. I've been loving the Royal Baby Knitwear and the patterns thereof appearing on Ravelry. It's been a nice welcome change from the, de- well, <laughs> delights, shall we say, the deep joy of general election coverage, which I'm thrilled to say is now well, the actual election coverage is over because it was announced on Friday. Um, but it's still being dragged out completely on all kinds of of media. Um, the aftermath of, of the government, if you will, um, being voted in. Um, I found it exhausting. I don't know about you guys, but I found the whole thing utterly exhausting. You know, I, I, I exercise my democratic right to vote. I don't vote in person because church halls smell funny. I do a postal vote. Did one for Millie because he's away. And um, did all of the good stuff. And um, 
like a lot of other people did across the country and I'm just looking forward to an end to the media circus really so we can all get on with what we've been um what's been voted in really um I find it really difficult I just don't understand the amount of rage going on really um it's really difficult to kind of put into words we live in a democratic society and everyone has the right to their own vote not everyone exercises that right but um most people do or a majority of people do and you you get to choose who you want that's the whole point of democracy you choose who you want and you vote for them um and i think it's really good that people are involved and they have an opinion and they you know they're passionate about what they want for the country that is all really good and should be encouraged what i don't find especially helpful is the people that go onto social media or write blogs that are basically just slating people for voting for parties that are not the same party they voted for you can't go on about democracy and then slate someone for doing something else and you're not going to convince anyone to join your cause if all you're doing is calling them a insert string of expletives here um and that has been the difficult thing for me to deal with is is the amount of vitriol um it's different to being disappointed of course, a lot of people will be disappointed. A lot of people will be worried about what the next five years hold. And that is is completely valid. And having an opinion about that and not wanting that to be the case is one thing. But calling people names and telling them to get off your timeline or to defriend you because if they voted for whichever political party, then they obviously don't care about anyone. And all this kind of stuff is is just not helpful. You know, it's there's a difference between disappointment and being rude, and I just, I just want the rudeness to stop, really, because it is, it just drags, it drags you down. What even if it's not directed? I mean, none of it has been directed at me. I keep my cars pretty close to my chest. I don't feel the need to impart my political views on anyone else. Um, I'm quite happy to listen to why other people want to vote for particular parties. I think it's interesting. Um. But I do my research, I pick my person and that's that. And I don't talk about it. I don't put on Facebook that I've voted in the general election um, because I'd done it a week earlier and sent my postal vote in. I don't do church halls um, or anything like that. Um, but I completely, you know, appreciate people's right and uh, and the, the feeling that they need to do that. I think, you know, it's, it's a good, healthy thing to be doing and debate is a good thing. Being rude is a bad thing. Um and, and unhelpful. I just think the people who spend so much time calling other people names should get out from behind their keyboard and go and join the political party and actually try and convince people to have the same point of view that they do because surely that's a bit more of a productive thing. I'm a bit of a doer. I'm kind of like, don't sit there moaning about it. Get off your fat backside and do something. Do you know what I mean? Or your thin backside. Any kind of backside will do. Just get up. Just get going. Just move make a change do something don't just sit there wailing about it it's not going to change anything um so yeah i'm i'm quite pleased to see the back of that and um yeah well we're just gonna have to deal with whatever kind of falls out of it really quite pragmatic about these things it's happened now the vote's been done nobody's going to change it kicking off and protesting it's not going to change thing it's just not so 
the best thing you can do is uh, make a plan for getting on with it in my opinion and that's what I intend to do and uh, hopefully a lot of this general whipping up of things by the media will also calm down and we can all just get on with our lives really. So I'm glad that's out of the way and um, yes I've cheered myself up by looking at pictures of baby bonnets being put on backwards on the royal princess and um, yeah loving it, absolutely loving it. Good old Kate there trotting out in her high heels and everything in a pretty dress, fair play. <laughs> loving your work Kate. So yeah in other new, in big knitting news, well what have we got for you? What have we got in the show today to cheer up all of you that need a bit of cheering or just to entertain those of you that need a bit of entertaining well we have some news and we have a neighbourless corner so what i suggest you do is get yourself a rather large beverage grab your knitting and turn off any political related stuff that may be going on around you and let's crack on with the show So in nitty news then, first up for you I have some trunk show news and this trunk show is going to be taking place at Fluff, my beloved Fluff in Dundee, little bit gutted, little bit gutted I'm going to be missing it, might have to do some shopping via Instagram perhaps, um, by uh, Nick from Yarns from the Plain who will be popping into Dundee on her way up to the Caithness Craft Collective Retreat on Wednesday the 27th of May 2015. She'll be there between 2 and 8pm and she will be at Fluff which for those of you who are not familiar is at 164 Blackness Road in Dundee. You can walk from the train station um, or there is a bus service um, that stops just outside as well. Uh, websites for that are www.fluff.co.uk which is F-L-U-P-H or if you're not able to make it but you want to go and have a little tutor um, Nick's wares you can find her at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash yarns from the plane so that is the 27th of May at Fluff in Dundee between 2 and 8pm Next up for you is probably leaning towards the enablers corner, but I've got something else big in there for you, so I've had to move it out and into the news section. But if you're anything like me, you will love the idea of this. Do you have too many whips? Do you find yourself completely unable to say no to the latest knit along, pattern, spin along, or whatever else along? or whatever else new yarn, or whatever else new update, or whatever else new pattern that comes along. Do you feel the need to cast on everything at once? Do you find you are lacking time to achieve all of these wild ambitions? Fear not, you can check yourself into the Hotel for the Hopelessly Overcommitted. This is a new group on Ravelry that's been started uh, by Pogta Goblin, Alice, um, Alice, and she's been assisted by Ecky Thump and basically it's just a fun group, a fun group for people who are wildly overcommitted. The clue is in the title, the hotel for the hopelessly overcommitted and it's just a bit of fun. 
There are several different rooms. There are services on offer. You can check yourself into the penthouse. If you need some time off from the, the pets, there's a, there's a pet hotel. So you can get on with your knitting. Uh, the creche is a little bit barren at the moment. Uh, but I intend, intend to check the mill miners into that one. Get them out from under my feet. And um, it's just a bit of fun, really, if, if you are that kind of person and want to hang around with other hopelessly overcommitted people then this group could be the one for you they are going to be having a virtual knit night on the 1st of june starting at 1900 um british summer time and going through to the 2nd of june at 0700 british summer time um, so it'll be overnight so you can the brits can check in sort of in the evening and then the Americans obviously will catch up overnight. And um, the hashtag for that is hashtag HOC Grand Opening. And this is basically going to kick off the summer make along. And for that, all you need to do is participate with a project that reminds you of summer. So it's fun. It's a little bit of escapism. Is it going to make your enabling worse? Undoubtedly. But you know what? If it's fun and it makes you happy, who cares? That is the Hotel for the Hopelessly Overcommitted and it's a group on Ravelry and I will link to that in the show notes. See you when you check in. Right then, Enablers Corner. What have I got for you today? Well, if you listen to the Knit British podcast, you will probably already know what I'm about to say to you. Not the exact words, of course, because, well, I don't know what the exact words are going to be yet, but um, you'll know what I'm about to start talking about, and that is Make It Fit 2015. This is going to be a collaboration between myself and Louise Scully at Knit British Podcast, and essentially was born out of a rant that went on quite a few episodes ago now regarding knitting items to fit and me bemoaning the fact that I'd knitted a cardigan that was clearly too big to the size that I thought I was, but I wasn't because I didn't want it to look too tight and I'd actually ended up making myself look larger because of the amount of extra knitted material, which was a faintly ridiculous thing to do because as knitters, we have the ability to make things that fit us perfectly to the stitch, um, but we don't always take that opportunity. Maybe because we don't feel we have the necessary knowledge or we're a little bit scared of spoiling the pattern by fiddling around with it too much or because we're so conditioned into trying to make ourselves fit into a certain size that belongs to a certain number that we just don't push ourselves to do it. Maybe we're a little bit scared. There's a whole kind of host of reasons why people maybe haven't tried garments or they've knitted garments and they've not been as successful as maybe they would like um, and they've been a little bit dissatisfied by the the process or maybe they, they've just never wanted to try because there are these ideas that they have about what it's like and knitting for themselves and making things that fit the way they want them to has just put them off really and essentially uh, we got together and giggled and mucked about and laughed a lot on Skype and have come up with a bit of a plan for it 
Now, it's important to say at this stage that neither Louise nor I are making it fit experts by any stretch of the imagination. We both knit, we both love knitting, we both like enabling, and we're both passionate about empowering people to try things and to achieve what they want to achieve in their knitting. Now, if you don't ever want to have a garment that fits you properly, if you don't ever want to find out how to do the maths and change it, that's fine. It's really, you know, it's entirely up to you guys. But if you do think that you would want to try it and you do want to learn more about it, as we do, then this feature could be of interest to you. And as I've said, it is all about empowerment. It's about uh, finding these different tips and techniques that you can use to make garments fit the way you want them to fit. And again, an important thing about this is, is neither Louise nor myself are of Barbie doll proportions. Um, I'm incredibly average. And it's not about gok wanning everything up and cinching in waist and making yourself look thin or thinner or anything like that. It's about you deciding you want a garment to fit a certain way. And that could be baggy could be really tight, it could have longer sleeves, it could, whatever you want, and being able to do that because you have the skills and techniques in your arsenal to allow you to make those changes. And I think that is a really important thing to bring out. It's not, it's not just about making yourself look thin, because I think that's a lot of rubbish. It's about making a garment that fits the way that you want it to fit. However that fit is, however that makes you feel comfortable, it's about being able to do that. For instance, my mum is about a size 10, but everything she wears on the top is a size 14 because she doesn't like things being tight around her arms, she doesn't like things being tight around her shoulders. Um, and she, so she always gets stuff that, she hates anything that actually is tight, so she always buys stuff in about a size 14 instead. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Gokwan might not like it. Whoever else styling people might not like that she does that, but that's what she feels comfortable in. That's what she wants to wear. And um, she doesn't like things tight around her arms. There could be a multitude of reasons why you want things to fit a certain way, but if they aren't exactly how the pattern is written, then you're going to be disappointed, unless you know how to change things. That's where we come in. So what are we going to be doing? Well... We're going to keep it sort of vague and fluid for now so we can give you more details as we go along and so you don't get all sort of overwhelmed to start with. And this week there'll be um, threads opening in both of our groups and if you have any thoughts on it, if you've ever struggled with a particular aspect of things, if there's anything you would like to know more about, what are your pet peeves, anything at all, if you've got any top tips, that would be brilliant because so many of you guys are really accomplished knitters and have great ways of getting around you know what whatever your your, your mama gave you <laughs> as it were if you've got an ample bosom you might use short row shaping to make all of your knits fit and give you that little bit of extra um fabric to cover that you know lots of you have got really great ways of doing this already and we would love for you to come and share those with us as well and, and likewise, if there's anything you struggle with, come and share that with us. And we're going to be focusing a lot of it around the blogs um, because a lot of these subjects do lend themselves better to a written format where you can put pictures on 
to explain what you're talking about and that you know they may be quite lengthy and um, not everyone is going to be making it fit so we don't want to put massive amounts of detail into the podcasts although there will be little snippets of sort of extras on on the podcast and, and there may be things like we're going to have some guest contributors we may get them onto the podcast to chat about their general feeling about making things that fit and their general opinions just to get a bit of interest going and keep the main parts they will be on the blogs we got a bit excited we went completely mental with it then we reined it all the way back in and I think we've kind of settled on something in the middle that we'll both be happy with because we want to do this subject justice but we don't want to it to turn into the biggest thing ever because we're not reinventing the wheel lots of people have written on this sort of thing already and it's just about encouraging you to go out there and find it or pointing you in the direction of some of these things if you don't know about them um maybe reviewing some of it you know it's it's pretty flexible at the moment and we will respond to what you guys want and what results we get from our research if you will and um there's also going to be an email address that you can contact us on as well, which is makeitfit2015, all one word. Um, so it's makeitfit2015 at gmail.com. And if you have any thoughts that you don't want to put into the um, into the main threads on Ravelry, then, then whack that through for us as well. We're going to have a mailing list um, to go along with it because there is going to be content and it is going to be on in different media, in different places. We thought that was the easiest way to be able to keep it all together and to send it straight through to you um, in one little neat package for you to have a look at. So that is going to be Make It Fit 2015. We are going to be kicking off with an exciting event. We're going to do some investigations. We're going to do some myth smashing. We're going to you know, follow our noses a little bit and get involved and look at different designers and look at different things and try and make it as interesting as possible before we get into more meaty kind of this is how you go about fixing or changing or doing stuff things. So hopefully you will join us for Make It Fit 2015. And as I say, if you do have any feedback or any ideas, anything at all, um, you know, we will respond to that. So do please send it through. And uh, let's make the rest of this year all about making things fit. So I'm not really sure where to fit in the next bits of stuff um, and information. I guess it's just a follow-on uh, from the last couple of episodes. We've been looking at summer yarns and looking at summer knitting patterns. Some of you have got in touch with some of your recommendations and seeing as we're all about the enabling, I thought I would share those with you now. So first up is Iribiro and she recommends uh, DMC Natura Cotton um, for any summer knitting projects. I think she lives in Portugal so she has to deal with knitting in hot weather quite a bit and uh, she recommends that as a yarn. She also said um, there's a 100% linen yarn on Etsy that she really rates and is very cost effective. This is done by Yarn Stories on Etsy. Now don't confuse Yarn Stories on Etsy with Yarn Stories, the Yorkshire Yarn Company, they're not the same thing. Yarn Stories on Etsy is a different company and she is in Lithuania. 
um, so you may want to hop on there and check her out I will give links to these in the show notes lovely Dana Broad um, Hannah has been on and she recommends Holscarn Coast which is a 55% merino 45% cotton yarn um, this yarn is available from tangledyarn.co.uk our friends over there and they've got 48 colours so this could be another good option where you'd have the cotton um, to keep you nice and cool but you'd also have the merino to give it a little bit of stretch and bounce really and hopefully stop it from um, draping and stretching too much and um, maybe a little bit easier on your hands when you're knitting um, Katie Rosie recommends Claudia hand painted yarns they have got a 100% linen yarn called Drama which is a sport weight and a 100% linen lace weight yarn called Contemplation they are a US company and I don't think they are available in the UK from a UK stockist um, judging by the stockist list but they are quite widely available in the USA and also available in Australia and France I believe so worth giving them a little look as well so if you've got any more thoughts on summer knitting yarns that you want to send through to me that I can share with everyone or any experiences of knitting with um, plant-based fibre yarns then do pop on and let me know. In the next episode I will be sharing some summer pattern enabling that some of these ladies and some other people have sent through. So send any of your recommendations that you do have, pop them through to me and you could be on the show as well. So I thought I'd squeeze on a little quick whipping Piccadilly section onto the end of the podcast for you. I wasn't entirely sure when I recorded the intro exactly how much jibber jabber you would get from me today. And so I'll just listen to a little surprise for you at the end. I was quite surprised how many people actually like the whipping Piccadilly section. Um, according to the feedback you gave me in the Woolmiser competition. Um, generally because I don't ever seem to get that much stuff done on the knitting front I spend a lot of time thinking about it um but I just don't seem to have enough finished objects to show for it which is crazy really because I don't really knit to have the finished things and because I like it and because I like collecting wool I think I prefer the collecting more than the knitting if I'm not completely honest um so yeah I thought I would just give you a little bit of an update and uh, make you all feel a bit less bad at your lack of progress if if indeed you have a lack of progress and um, yeah just uh, have a little bit of a reflect on how how to increase output at Casa Shiny in the knitting department mostly because I do have I have my lovely yarn vault in the spare room and I have my boxes of yarn that I like to stash and then I, I have TGS yarn as well a couple of boxes of stuff for that so there's work yarn and then there's personal collection yarn and I quite often forget that I've gone and bought yarn for something is this bad it's so it sounds really bad but it's I don't spend my money on anything else I don't buy clothes um, and I don't really go out because I have small children so um, all my pennies that I get for spending go on yarn because I don't spend it on anything else um, but I'll get a project in my head and I'll buy the yarn for it and then I'll forget to start it and then I'll forget I even have the yarn, like my new Lanark yarn for the Eiligan. I've just spotted it in one of the boxes and thought, oh bugger, I've got some yarn there. I've not used it and that's quite a quick project and I could have a cardigan, but 
I've not cast it on yet. Still not finished your vowels yet, Joe. So, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll talk about what kind of stuff I have been knitting, really. And um, my methods for trying to bring some of the, the stash to the front of my mind and think about how I can be using it. So, off the needles, nothing. No surprises there. Um, I kind of thought I might have knocked out another Lapsang hat by now um, to go with the, the one I did for Sammy's teacher. I knitted um, Keely a Lapsang hat. The pattern is by Claire Devine. I've knitted a couple of them, um, but I managed to hurt my fingers last time because I was a bit up against it on the old timeline and um, managed to hurt my fingers a little bit knitting it because it's quite... Um, it's 100% baby alpaca yarn. The yarn was from Eden Cottage Yarns. It was the Whitfell Chunky. 100% super soft baby alpaca um, but there isn't a massive amount of giving it and I think I just hurt my hands a little bit doing the the pattern so I'm a little bit reluctant to cast another one of those on even though I know it will be quick not instant but as close as to instant as you get with knitting gratification so what have I been knitting on well I have been knitting on my hap as part of the Knit British Hap Along as I mentioned a couple of episodes again, I've com uh, ago, I've completely fallen out of currency with uh, the group, which is, is going great, Guns. It's brilliant. There's, I mean, some people are keeping up. They're doing a brilliant job. Um, but if I if I kept up with that, I wouldn't even get any, The little knitting that I do get done wouldn't get done. So um, for that, I am knitting the Ace Light Shawl, which is by Gudrun Johnston. And it is a traditional hap construction shawl, uh, which consists of the main body triangle, which you knit first, um, and you do little loops on the edges, and then you pick up all of those loops and uh, knit on the border. And then once you've got past the knitted border part, you sort of knit in side to side on the border rather than all the way around. So it's much shorter rows to do the edging. I am in the middle of the bird's eye lace at the moment, which is a really straightforward lace pattern. It is literally kind of knit two together, then double yarn overs. Nothing, nothing exciting. Nothing that should be difficult. Had to rip it out once already. Several other people I've seen have been ripping out the bird's eye lace, even though it is in no way difficult to do. Um, I guess it's one of those things where you get sucked in if it's easy and you just don't concentrate. And normally I'm all right. I've got this weird muscle memory that means I just do it right, even if I've not been looking. Um, but on this occasion, that, that didn't happen. I did do a bit of fudgery and I should have just took it back and it was going to be a big mess. So I had to rip it all out. But I'm now on the last repeat of the bird's eye lace. And then after that, there's a couple of rows of edging and then we go on to the side to side edging. They're really short rows. So I'm hoping that will be a little bit quicker. The yarn I'm using for that is Nurturing Fibres Super Twist Sock Yarn and that is 100% High Twist Merino, South African Merino and um, it's in the colourway Owl House. This was a special one-off colourway that was that was dyed for 2013 I think it was and um, maybe I should start putting up my boxes, my stash into boxes according to age rather than just start, oh that looks nice together like it does at the moment um, and it was a one-off colourway for the uh, Colours from Africa um, club and it goes from a really rich kind of dark 
pink, sort of guava pink, through red to kind of mango orange, so it's quite bright. And it's a very kind of gradual colour shift yarn. I've had this yarn for a while and I actually have a couple of skeins of the contrasts to go with it. And I've never really known what to do with it. And it's always sat there looking at me going, pick me for something, I am I am beautiful, there's red in me and, and look at me, I'm nice. And I've never really known what that pattern was and had no intention of getting involved in any hapalong madness because I am a fully paid up platinum member of the hotel for the Hopelessly Overcommitted. So another project that I had, I had previously had no intention of doing was really the last thing that needed to be on my mind. However, I fell into the rabbit hole. Lots of other people were in the rabbit hole too. And um, I'm glad I did because I, I'm really enjoying how the colours are coming out. And I think this pattern, with the fact that it is a different construction and that you've got that centre triangle and the pattern repeat looks a certain way on the centre triangle. Then you've got the bird's eye lace and because it's quite a long gradual colour shift, again it's a completely different pattern on the bird's eye lace and that will be the case on the on the edging because that's very short rows um, and going again in a different direction. So I think it's been a really good pattern and yarn combo obviously that remains to be seen I could be eating my hat in a couple of weeks time when the border looks awful but you know fingers crossed I'm sure it will be fine um but it was one of those skins that it was just it didn't know what it wanted to be and the longer it didn't know what it wanted to be the more sort of uncomfortable that idea made me um and the fact that I should be trying to match it up with the coordinates and I wasn't quite sure that that would work because of the really gradual colour changes and would it just it wouldn't really be obvious enough and all all of that um but no it's coming out really lovely and um i'm being reminded again how much i enjoy working with south africa merino and um the yarn is great because it's a high twist yarn it's showing up all of that lovely squishy detail um, and a garter stitch triangle i am getting a bit about the garter stitch recently it's quite surprising quite an dare I say it, almost enjoying it. Um, it was definitely, the, the main triangle is, is TV knitting, it's brilliant. So um, yeah, that is A Slap by Gudrun Johnston. And when's it going to be finished? I don't know. I am concentrating on quite a bit of my effort on that at the moment. Um, mostly because the people love the yarn and they want to see it. And that seems to spur me on in the same way that it did with the Cunha and there was all the gold yarn aficionados well there's obviously a lot of orange and pink yarn aficionados that want to see this this yarn knitted up so that's kind of sparing me on a little bit to um to get some stuff done on it it's difficult because there's only so much time in a day and whilst we all want to knit things that are beautiful and lovely and are a bit interested and that are challenging sometimes when it gets to night time you just don't have the mental capacity for that and it's certainly those kinds of projects and not the kinds of projects that lend themselves to you just going and picking them up and rattling out a couple of rows and then putting them down again. And that's been a bit of a problem that I've found with my knitting recently is that I have not had one of those projects really. Um, I had 
the Bram Brambos socks that I've been working on, which were plain afterthought heel socks. Um, from the first month of the golden of uh, the sock surgery, and I'm still not not making a great deal of progress on those. They're my handbag knitting, so if I'm going anywhere where I need to sit, I take those with me. Or my little teeny tiny kinky amabari needles, uh, you know, at the disco, and they're dancing around my handbag with my knitting in it. And um, I was a bit concerned because I thought I got to the point where I needed to decrease for the toe. So again, everything ground to a halt on it, and because I have no mental capacity in the evening, I, it just sat there. Uh, I mean, actually, when I measured it and used Claire's calculator, I found out that I, I was about two two inches off needing to do anything, and I should just carry on. Um, but I think that's the main problem. I need a project that is just I can just pick up and do a couple of rows on that involves no thinking, and that way I can still make progress and then concentrate on all the fiddly bits when I have a bit of capacity. Because very often I get to a part where you have to do something, be it put in. Um, holding yarn for a, a, an afterthought heel or to, to start doing a toe or to start doing a lace pattern or what, 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 what. And then I just throw it to one side because I have to think about it and I have no capacity for thinking about it. And because I've not had that other project there, just to, the simple project to pick up, nothing's been done. So what I think I need to do is um, get some of the self-stripe out, <laughs> cast something else on. What I think I need to do is just cast more stuff on. Um, <laughs> shoot me now. Um, is maybe get some self-stripe out that I can just go round and round and round on. Or probably on the magic loop because um, obviously my kinky berries are in use. And it, it obviously of no relevance that I do actually still need the matching sock to that. But no, I'm not going to cast on the matching sock. I'm going to cast on something else altogether. Um, possibly another Kunyu shawl because again that is very easy to memorise pattern and the majority of it is just back and forwards and simple increases and in fairness I do have a number of garments in me at the moment um, including but not limited to a Malone jumper um, a little goldfish bowl jumper for Sammy Moo uh, the tin can knits pattern two lushes for me as in ripping back the one I've done and making it fit and another one, um, and I have the yarn for another one after that, and I have the yarn for a mini one for the beast, she needs one because she doesn't fit in any of her cardigans and it's still cold, and I've even picked out the glittery pink buttons to go with the neon pink cardigan, she doesn't even like neon pink anymore because it's been so long since I bought the yarn, and yeah, and other stuff, other stuff, Malone, a Malone jumper as well, so, oh, and the owls, and the owl oligan, and frost at midnight, and, 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 and I just need to concentrate, don't I? Really? Um, so if any of you have any ideas on how to overcome this flailing madly, rather than just getting stuff done, not following my own advice as usual, then let me know. I would be appreciative of any techniques you use for that. Um, other than just pinning me down and making me just knit on one thing taking everything away from me so that I can only knit on one thing that might work um, so yeah there's the A slap by Gudrun Johnson getting back to the point and the other thing I've been missing on uh, that I've covered in, in brief there is the Bramboss socks this is just an ordinary afterthought heel pattern I've used Claire's sock calculator that she made me um, to work out all of the patterns so it's 
sort of written by me with a lot of assistance from the divine and I'm knitting that in some hand dyed yarn that I dyed myself at uh, a workshop with Debbie Tonkeys in Manchester at Pearl City Yarns RIP. It's very bright, it's very fun, I'm enjoying it, it's brilliant for carrying around and um, I think I'll be a lot more confident when I've done the toe and I put the heel in and it fits because the last afterthought one that I did didn't fit right because I didn't follow the instructions and indeed I do still need to rip the toes off that and just make it so that it fits. Um, that little bit of work there that's needed just to to get a pair of socks I can wear that would be helpful I need to get on with that so um yeah it's going it's going okay so far and uh, it's just not really making a great deal of of progress as with all my knitting so that's all I've done on the whipping piccadilly front not a lot of whipping at all um but as I said I do have some exciting projects that I have my eye on even though I've not finished the ones that I have on the go uh, one of which being um, the Malone jumper that's been it's, been it's been sitting there waiting for a long time and I think it just needs to be released now. I've also been gifted a lot of um, patterns recently, um, some for my birthday and some random acts of pattern um, that people have, have given me, which is very kind. And obviously I feel like I need to knit those too, to, you know, because someone's given me the pattern. It was in my wish list as well and I was still not cast on and I have the yarn, so... Yeah, some techniques, some tips for making progress would be appreciated if you have any. If you also have this problem and maybe we need to set up some kind of councillor's office in the hotel for the hopelessly overcommitted, then, um, then give me a shout. So I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show and had a a happy 45 minutes chilling out with me this week. Next week we'll be back with Claire with the sock surgery amongst some other things. Lots of exciting stuff to come up on the podcast. Lots of plans to put into place. And um, I hope you'll be enjoying all of that with me. So all I need to do now is to wish you all a great week. Happy crafting and speak to you all again soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog, or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided via Music Alley and it is Adam and the Walter Boys and I Need a Drink. I need a drink.